what happens when my business is audited, how much is my company worth, that and more on this episode of Cashflow. Jason Waters, CEO of JW Financial Group, and welcome to Cashflow, where we talk about your small business and your number one goal, which is to create cash flow. With us today, we have Jeremy Jones of Fraser and Dieter. Welcome. Thank you for having me on, Jason. Uh, he is a CPA, and I want you to tell us a little bit about what you do. Great, thank you. Yes, I'm a CPA and a partner at Fraser and Dieter. I head the audit practice at Fraser and Dieter. Uh, currently, Fraser and Dieter is a, right around the top 50 CPA firms in the country, and we're the sixth largest firm in Atlanta. We uh, currently, across all of our offices, have about 350 employees. Uh, in Atlanta, we're about 250 employees with about 200 CPAs. We, uh, we have full service, uh, we're a full service firm. We have audit, tax, advisory, and consulting. And we do a lot with uh, private equity companies and companies looking to sell or merge. Okay, well we're glad you're here to share your expertise with us today. Well, thank you. Why is having a good CPA important? That's a great question. Every day I'm counseling clients on making sure they have a good CPA and recommending good CPAs. Jeremy is one of those folks. So, but I'd like Jeremy to answer this question because that's what he does every day. Jeremy, why is having a good CPA important? Well, I think there's two different ways we look at it from a CPA standpoint. You have your internal accounting folks who could be CPAs and your external accounting uh, people who are typically with a CPA firm. Uh, both are very important. Uh, you know, critical for any companies to any company to have good accounting people inside their company before uh, hiring an outside firm or using an outside firm. But it is critical to have a good outside CPA firm uh, to help with tax matters, help with structuring, properly structuring entities, and also to help uh, validate your numbers on an annual basis, whether through a compilation, review, or an audit. Yeah, that's what we tell a lot of folks from the smaller firms, it's usually tax driven. Right, and yep. then at what point? At what point do audits come into play? At what point do compilations come in pl into play for clients? It's it's going to be different for every company. Um, a lot of times, it's driven by a third party user or a third party needs. So, uh, with the smaller companies, a lot of times their banks may require them to get a compilation or review or an audit, just depending on uh, how much debt they have. It could also be outside investors, or if you have a family owned business, sometimes uh, the family wants to make sure the books are in order. Uh, merger acquisition could lead to that, uh, maybe even valuing the company with, I mean, if, if the family is selling the business or selling it to another family member? Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of times people want to make sure the numbers are good before they enter into any I, kind of transaction. I certainly would. <laughs> yes, right. indeed. You don't want to buy something that's not really there. Got it. I'm a small business and I've never had an audit before. What should I expect? As a former banker, there were a lot of times where you had a business that was uh, small to start with. The bank didn't need a lot of assurance from a CPA firm. We could rely on tax returns and rely on uh, internally prepared statements. But as a company grows and their exposure to a lender grows, then they would need maybe a compilation or maybe a review and then the, to the highest level an audit. So uh, that is a great question. It's something a lot of people are fearful for, for you know, cost and time. So I just want to turn that over to Jeremy. To, you know, find out you know, what should a small business expect when they're first getting a the next level of assurance. 
So we get that all the time, and, and a lot of times people, people want to know what the appropriate level of assurance to get is. Uh, so as you mentioned, you know, a lot of times bankers will take the tax return when you're small, and as you get bigger, maybe you move to a compilation or a review, and then eventually to an audit. Um, you know, a compilation is the easiest for a company to go through because really your outside CPA firm will take your financial numbers, they will look at them, make sure the numbers are good or appear to be good, and then they put them in a financial statement format for you, usually with footnotes, sometimes without footnotes, so the readers of the financials understand uh, the financials of the company. Uh, a review becomes a little more difficult. A review is really inquiry and analytics around the uh, financial statements. So uh, it takes time from the company. The company does have to sit with the CPA firm and answer quite a few questions around the business and the way the company operates, and then also has to answer questions around the changes in the financial statements or any kind of analytics, whether it's cash flow changes or if it's changes in the balance sheet or income statement. Uh, and then they will also get a financial statement that has footnotes that enables the readers to understand the business better. Uh, and that's a moderate level of assurance with it, with a review. The audit is obviously uh, much more painful. You know, we hate to say painful, but that's the truth. Sure. When we look at our uh, clients, sometimes it is painful to go through an audit. And with an audit, we are really validating material numbers within the financial statements. So it does take a lot of work with the clients uh, or for the clients. Um, when we come in to do an audit, we're having to verify cash by sending confirmations to banks. We have to verify accounts receivable by confirming with, with customers. Um, and we have to work with management and accounting personnel to, uh, to get those numbers. And then when we complete, we also issue an audit report that has financial statements and footnotes. Uh, so an audit's definitely the most difficult for a company to go through. But at the end of the day, for a banker or for an investor, the audit handle has the most level of assurance on it. And, uh, they can rely on those a lot more than a compilation or a review. Okay. Now, as a business owner, I guess I can rely. I mean, that provides value for me as well. Right? Yes, absolutely. A lot of times business owners, uh, especially that uh, maybe in a marketing type company, they're not financially uh, strong. They're probably financially savvy, but maybe not strong. And so having an audit and somebody validating your employees' work helps the owners a lot. What is the best way to accurately value a company that I'm looking to purchase? That's a great question. Uh, it comes up a lot of times on two different scenarios that I'm familiar with. One is a company I'm looking to purchase, which is what your question is, and then how much is my company worth when I'm going to sell my company? So uh, very similar process uh, with valuations depending on industry a lot of times, and then what kind of multiple of what we call EBITDA, um, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. So a lot of companies are evaluated on multiples of EBITDA. Um, some companies, some industries are evaluated based on multiples of revenue. It's not as common, but that's another way. Jeremy, what do you see in valuations? Well, right now we're still seeing uh, a lot of money in the markets, a lot of private equity money still investing. So we are still seeing strong multiples. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. Most companies are being valued based on EBITDA right now. Uh, and the multiples are all over the board depending on the industries. We've seen uh, companies get acquired at five times and companies get acquired at 10 times this year. Okay. So what are some hot industries? You know, we're seeing a lot in the technology space and not necessarily software developers, but in IT products okay. or development of IT products, whether it's hardware for commercial businesses or for the government, uh, the high valuations on those businesses right okay. now. 
Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. That's all we have for today. You can find us online at Jason Waters, hashtag cash flow.